Hello, and welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. I've had like a summer hiatus as I dealt with my surgeries, but uh, I want to start the show today. We've got a special show today, and I've got a lot of guests, um, and I want to introduce those. But I want to uh, say thank you to all the residents who reached out to me when I was recovering from my surgery. Uh, I'm far better. Uh, the really great news is I was able to hold a pen this week, and the chief is happy with that because I was able to sign things for him. Um, uh, but on the track towards recuperating, and hopefully you can see I look and feel a lot better. So, um, and it's great to be back here. I haven't been at Methuen Community Studios in over a month, um, but we committed to talk to you about the COVID. So we've got like a multi-part show today uh, that's a little bit special. Now, there's no Facebook Live today, and that's not to keep you from asking questions because we're taping this to reuse time and time again. And so um, uh, this will be live and then broad- rebroadcast by Methuen Community Studios. But we're also doing this, as you'll see when we get to the the trash timeline um, in five different spots across the city because we picked up another one today. I didn't even tell you that, Chief. So we're going to start. There's two main parts to our our section. Uh, we're going to start with the camera program. We've got uh, the Chief of Police, Scott McNamara, and from Lantel, John Glennon. Uh, but before I turn it over to them, I, wanna, I committed to give you the COVID numbers once a month, and I want to give you those COVID numbers. So we've got a slide, I think, that talks about... There we go. Uh, so we've got... N- New cases of 134. That's up from what we experienced previously. Go to the next chart, please. And so, um, again, you know, I see all the people writing on, um, you know, social media. Most vaccinated individuals who get COVID experience mild symptoms with no new deaths or hospitalizations. And thank God we have not had any deaths or hospitalizations in Methuen. Our number is up slightly, and I'm going to talk about that more in detail and give it to you. Um, but also the ready availability of antiviral medication for those who test positive has been helpful in preventing more serious illnesses. The last time I got COVID, I got the monoclonal antibodies, and it shortened the duration of the event to two to three days. Um, also, second boosters are still available for people who are over 50 or any of those of any age who are immunocompromised. So if you've got like an illness, uh, we've got vaccines, plenty of vaccines to give you, and they're available every Saturday in July at Melita Farms uh, out on Oak Street, Methuen, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if you go and get a vaccine, you get like a $25 gift card to Market Basket. Um, the not-so-good is cases are on the rise in the last month. Uh, there are variants that are out. I'm going to give you the numbers before we move on. Um, the closures stopped the spread testing on Pelham Street and the ready availability of at-home testing. So this number I'm going to give you today is only the ones who test at a lab. There could be people testing positive at home who aren't reporting it. And so... That's the one caution I give you. And then the two and three is our vaccination rates for our adults and our youth are lagging well below the state levels. And I'm just going to say this once, you know, as we head into the fall, I think we really need to address that. And I know there are plenty of people that are anti-vaccine, and you are welcome to that stance. I'm not going to force you to do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, as you've heard from me a hundred times on this show, everybody I love is vaccinated, including myself. So, um you know, you need to talk to our Department of Public Health and understand what the risks and the pros and cons are related to getting the vaccine. Um, now, just before we move on to the slide, just so you know, we had 134 new cases this week. Um, 22 of those cases were in people under the age of 20, right? Um, and then you had spreads of like over 70, 15, 60 to 69, 14, 50 to 59, 15, 40 to 49, 20, and 30 to 39, 25. So the rate, is, which was 21.8 per 100,000, 
at the end of June is up to 26.4 per 100,000. Now, is that anywhere near where we've been in the peak? No. Uh, but it shows it's on the rise. And, again, I'm just going to caution you, I, I think it speaks to the need for vaccines, right? Um, so there's our COVID update. Uh, we will be posting this on social media tomorrow, so you can look at the numbers in detail and ask questions if you want to. Um, but I'm going to, you know, at the 10-minute mark, I'm going to turn it over and introduce our guests. Uh, so first on my, my left right here, I have Luis Santiago, who is the chief information officer for the city um, and has done a spectacular job since he came on board, if I don't say so myself. We have John Glennon from Lantel, um, who's the camera company, and they're going to talk to you a little bit about the camera program that we're putting in the city that I'm really, really excited about. And last but not least, we have our police chief, Scott McNamara, who every day gives me reasons to reassure the reason we hired him. So kudos. So with that, I'm going to turn the program over to you, gentlemen. Okay. And you can talk about the cameras, and then I will cut you off for the second half of the program. Sure. I'll start off real quick, Mayor, and thank you for the kind words, as always. Um, first of all, I'd like to say just how excited I am about your public camera program, Mayor. I mean, you got this off the ground before I arrived, and uh, you're really on the cutting edge of law enforcement. This is quite a tool for law enforcement in, in this day and age. Um, I obviously want to thank Methuen Community Studios for their role in helping us get this message out. Um, as you know, we committed as part of this process to, to go to the various neighborhood groups throughout our city and, um, and speak, to, speak to this issue and let uh, the community have input in, into what the, what the program will be about, where the cameras will go, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited that, we, that Lantel won the bid because I've experienced working with Lantel in the past and they're true professionals. So I'm going to turn it over to John. John's going to discuss uh, how the program works, and later on I'll get into my experience with, with this program. All right, John. Sure. So um, a pretty exciting project here in Methuen. So we, have, um, we did win a public procurement uh, for the city of Methuen for a uh, camera system that will be stretching citywide and coming back to the Methuen Police Headquarters. Uh, the system that we will have will focus on uh, motor vehicle thoroughfares and pedestrian thoroughfares only. The camera system is not looking at any private property, but what it's designed to do is provide two things for the police department and for other city services in Methuen, and that is uh, let them know what is going on. And the example I would give you is a traffic condition or a weather uh, situation. Uh, it could be snow turning to ice or rain turning to ice. And the second part is it allows the police department uh, to have a forensic capability um, if a 911 call is generated or there is another emergency in the community that becomes reported to the police, they're allowed to go back in time a little bit. And they're allowed to take a look at that public camera, that public perspective, and see if they can get any information which will uh, either enhance an investigation that they have or bring a more timely solution to the problem at hand. Great. The uh, camera system here in Methuen uh, will be approximately 40 sites. Uh, the police department has taken has run point on where these are going to go. They have used data. Uh, they are analyzing that data based on the need um, to have forensic eyes on something um, or crime that it might be in the area. The other thing the police department has done, which I applaud them for, is they've looked at traffic patterns. Methuen's a busy place. It's a great, great city, but it's a busy place, and it's wedged between some major uh, highways and thoroughfares. And there's a lot of traffic that passes through Methuen going to southern New Hampshire each day, or also going to other municipalities. And the police department uh, has taken a, a real good look at that and continues to reevaluate. Um, the cameras are not permanent. When I say permanent, they can be moved. Uh, part of this project is 35 fixed locations. 
And then, um, as I've said before, the nicer the community, and Methuen certainly qualifies, the more rural sections of town may be or the city may be. And that requires some uh, temporary devices. And when I say temporary, instead of a permanent uh, antenna that would bring that signal back, it utilizes point-to-point -point, uh, modem technology. Uh, the last thing I'd say about the camera system is that it is safe. It is encrypted. So the data that comes back that goes only to the police department here in Methuen uh, is only seen by them um, and uh, used for evidentiary purposes or information purposes. It's locked down. So right. nobody's going to intercept that signal between the camera or back to the police headquarters. The city of Lawrence has, the city of Lawrence is seven square miles right. wide. Right. And they have... Somewhere north of 500 cameras? Is that yeah, it's kind of a shocking statistic when I, when I say it out loud. I, when I left just a year ago, they had roughly 350. They're up to 504 public cameras now over seven square miles. Right. So, you, so you do the math, roughly 72 cameras per square mile. So we're starting off here, and again, I'm grateful for this. Yeah, 48 cameras over 23 square miles, yeah. just over two. Yep. 72 yep. per square mile versus two per square mile. Yeah. So we're going to have to be very selective as, in terms of where we put these. Yep. But we hope to bid, uh, we hope to build upon that, right? So um, I I'm sure do. Give a fair notice to the council that we would like to build on this over time. Um, sure. And I think we put it in our, you know, capital improvement plan that we want to keep going with the camera program um, because it helps with a lot of things, right? So to your point, traffic, road condition, uh, forensic crime, but also uh, here goes my damn phone ringing. <laughs> um, um, also, uh, illegal dumping, which We'll talk more about in the second part of the show. So yeah, we refer you know we refer to those quality of life issues, and one of the camera systems that we maintain is the city of Boston's. You're looking at about 1,600 cameras and about 3,700 antennas down there, wow. and they have really morphed into a quality of life situation. The illegal dumping is big, and yeah. um, they they utilize that I think quite effectively. We've seen Lawrence also do that quite effectively, and I, I would assume Methuen will. I will I'll say one other thing if I can. I will applaud Methuen and what they did because they have chosen a scalable solution, and what that means for me is with the cooperation of the gentleman to my right, um, uh, the additions to this system are seamless, and they don't cost the taxpayers any additional money. It's a right. simple camera. You're not going and building out that infrastructure because right. the infrastructure is already in place, which I think was brilliant Great. on now your you've part. You've got some slides to show us, I believe, too. I do. I can run through a few slides if you'd like, um, if they want to pop them up here. So the slide that um, is in front of the audience right now is uh, dated 21422, and that's really the inception of this project. This is when the public procurement was decided um, for the city of Methuen uh, through the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and Lantel Communications, where I work, uh, was the uh, firm that won this bid. If you can flip to the next one for me. Uh, this is really important here. This tells a little bit about the, uh, the cameras and the specifics of the program. Number one, the cameras that we're putting in here are made by a company called Flare. It's a U.S. company. So it passes all the tariff regulations and the security regulations that have been set forth by the government on privacy and protection for citizens. Uh, the cameras that are being deployed here are, are two varieties. One is a 180-degree model, and I, I ask folks to think about extending their left arm and their right arm and then placing themselves with a pole and looking at an intersection. It really captures everything that's going on in the intersection, whether somebody is crossing uh, a traffic hazard that may be in the intersection um, or any emergencies that might occur. Uh, the 35 sites I mentioned briefly a moment ago and the five sites are the ones that are a little bit more portable uh, but very identifiable. And then the last one here is that radio frequency hop. I did want to explain to folks how this works. So if you see a camera and the camera will be mounted on a blue box and there will be a small antenna with it, 
That device communicates with another antenna, which communicates with another antenna and brings it back to a city-owned building where they can jump back into a fiber network that the police department controls and Mr. Santiago administers. So it's, uh, that's the architecture of the system. So if you do see a small white device that's in the city, uh, that's, what they, uh, that's what they're doing. Next slide, please. Um, some of the guidelines which I think are important, and I'm gonna jump to the one that's in bold for folks because this is the one folks I think sometimes tune in for. No video images will be transmitted to any other agency, including but not limited to the Mass State Police or any federal agency. I wanna be very clear about this. Uh, this system is not being utilized by the city of Methuen for another municipality or another agency uh, or for enforcement on their behalf. Now, the police chief to my left is not utilizing this system to send tickets in the mail to people. They're not using this to enforce laws before they've been broken. It's a forensic system that Methuen has paid for, they've put in, they maintain, and they maintain it with the best interest of their citizens in mind. One of the questions we got last night, right, was are these going to be used to issue um, red light violations? Right. So let me say here and now, the answer to that is no. These are not red light cameras. Go back to the slides if you could. Uh, the images will be transmitted to the Methuen Police Department only. Again, encrypted technology that goes back to Methuen PD and no other city agency will be sharing them. Down at the bottom, you'll see that recordings will be held for 30 days. That's the Secretary of State's guidelines, and that's the City of Methuen for public records requests staying within that 30-day window. Um, I, on the left-hand side, it uh, talks about a high-profile blue-colored NEMA enclosure, and NEMA is really an industry term for waterproof and weatherproof. These stick out. These are not hidden cameras. These are not covert cameras. Nobody here in Methuen is trying to capture anything that you can't see. When you look up at an intersection, you'll see the box, you'll see the camera, and you'll understand that it's there. Um, it would be very, very difficult for you not to know that you're on camera. It's also a good time for me with, to, to mention that we are utilizing public utility poles and traffic light infrastructure, and that the cameras are not being pointed at any private domicile. They're not looking at houses. They're not looking in windows. Um, they're not violating the Fourth Amendment, either in the Massachusetts Constitution or the U.S. Constitution. Um, and your community here has taken um, great steps to make sure that's the case. Next slide, please. Uh, this is what it looks like. This is a City of Boston one. You'll see that there's a badge there for the City of Boston Police Department. But I use this one because it's a little bit awkward. You may see an arm hanging off the side or the front or the bottom. And then if you look in the top left of that frame, that's the antenna that I was talking about. It doesn't look like your classic old TV antenna or a radio antenna, but it's a, um, it's a radio frequency device that takes the uh, images from those cameras sends it through that box and back to the police station via another antenna. Next slide, please. This is just an example of camera systems that are in our vicinity. So I have a few examples here. Methuen, obviously, we're talking about tonight. Boston in the bottom right, Lawrence in the bottom left are both municipalities that have utilized cameras uh, for everything from crime control, quality of life issues, uh, Department of Public Works, Highway Department, um, and even, uh, which I think is interesting, uh, storm damage. Uh, we've seen some folks uh, file claims with FEMA and other federal agencies for insurance policies. They've utilized the cameras to get what it looked like before an event and then what the situation or the environment looked like after. The top left-hand side, and I don't want this to be confused with that, and that's why I've added it. So I want to be very, very clear. When you see Metro Boston Homeland Security and you see the municipalities that are listed under it, I want you to understand fully that the city of Methuen is not part of the Metro Boston Homeland Security region. There is no interagency cooperation or video sharing with your system. You have a singular system that operates only in Methuen for Methuen on behalf of Methuen. So I placed that there for a reason. Then the middle flag, which I think is interesting, 
Uh, the Massachusetts Harbor Masters Association, which is a 501c3 organization that protects our ports, that is quasi-public, somewhat private, they have uh, placed a camera system up three years ago that FEMA assisted them with, and that camera system runs from the mouth of the Merrimack River to the mouth of the Cape Cod Canal, connecting 35 communities for search and rescue purposes, shellfish violations, and other maritime safety issues. So this slide really is to illustrate that there are different uses for the cameras by different organizations, all with the same controls, both administratively and legal, and uh, these are systems that have been running for years. Last slide, please. Uh, this, uh, second to last, excuse me. This one is an indication of what cameras can do and what they don't do. Cameras here don't see through clothing. They don't see through walls in Methuen. They don't look through windows in Methuen into homes. They really are looking at streets. They're utilizing heat map technology, but that heat map technology is not facial recognition. The temperature detection that the Public Works Department may do, a gradient temperature detection on a road may let the Public Works Department know whether they should switch from sand to salt or salt to brine. And that's being used in other communities. But I want to be very clear about this. Facial recognition is not being utilized in Methuen. The cameras here in Methuen do not do two things. One, facial recognition. Number two, they do not record audio. Massachusetts is a two-party consent state. You cannot record audio. These cameras don't. They're unable to do it. Facial recognition, in order for that to be utilized, the city of Methuen would have to go through a public procurement to purchase software. That software would then need to be laid into this system for that to work. And that's not the case in Methuen, and it won't be the case in Methuen. So I think it's important for me to mention that. And then the last slide are some of the things that do come up. The ACLU is a wonderful organization. They protect folks' civil liberties and Fourth Amendment rights, and I think that they just do a, they do a wonderful job. We have consulted with the ACLU in the past on these programs. There are ways to do this, and there are ways not to do this. In the city of Methuen, I think, um, as illustrated by we're in a cable studio right now with uh, city leadership here, they've done it correctly. Um, if there are questions about these cameras, we'd be happy to talk about the technology. I don't want to speak for the police chief, but I know that he has an open-door policy, and we'll take questions from anybody on this. And the mayor's leadership and Mr. Santiago's leadership have led to a system that I think um, has, has proven in other communities to be successful, and I think it will be successful here in Methuen. I'm positive that it will be, and it will provide uh, the governance in Methuen to do a better job for their citizens. So that's the last slide here, and then if I can put the, there's a contact slide at the end here. Uh, again, this, my telephone number is here, my cell phone. Uh, feel free to text, feel free to call, feel free to use that email address. I work for a company called Lantel Communications. I'm the account manager for the city of Methuen. I am now and will be moving forward. And uh, I would love to come to Methuen for a cup of coffee if anybody's got any questions and wants to talk about this system. Um, I think it's a neat system. And in other municipalities, I think we have suffered through some poor planning and we have suffered through some, some bumpy roads. And I'm happy to say that not here, hence why I'm giving out my cell phone number. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And that's it. So thank you, yeah. Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. Well, Chief? Sure. And, John, we'll be sure to drag you to four or five more of these. Yeah, events. yeah. Happy to do it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, but, it, uh, Mayor, as you know, um, my history, I worked in Lawrence for 25 years before I was grateful enough to come here, and I was at the, on the ground floor of the implementation of the program there, and we saw the same type of things kind of play out in, in terms of that trade-off between privacy and security. I'm here to tell you that we can manage the privacy issue with good, with good policy. Um, you know, for example, uh, John mentioned that there's a handful of the cameras that have this pan-tilt <coughs> zoom function. 
Um, I'm here to tell you that not everybody in my department is going to have the ability to move those cameras. Select few will have that ability, but it, they'll have to be um, fully credentialed to do that. Um, there'll be an audit trail if somebody were to move the cameras for, uh, for something outside of its intended purpose. So policy will, will dictate the privacy issue. Um, and when we talk about the security issue, I, I think the, the, uh, one of the, uh, the stances that you, you noted from the ACLU is that surveillance is not proven effective. I can tell you in my experience, it's wi wildly effective, wildly. It, this, this program is going to have an impact on every crime from hit and run to homicide. It really will. Um, I, I watched a community that had the, the, the same type of initial apprehension early on, and it moved on to neighborhood groups and individual citizens clamoring for a camera in their neighborhood or on their street to address a, a prevalent um, I issue in their community. So um, it really can make a difference. Um, as for the purpose of the program, I could speak to two, uh, two utilities of it. 90% of, of, of what this is really, it's evidence gathering after the fact. Um, one of the common misconceptions, it's unfortunate, I'm going to have to admit it, um, is probably less than 5% of the time that a police officer intervenes in an event and makes an arrest. More often than not, we learn of, a, of an event after it, after it occurs by virtue of a phone call, a 9-11 phone call more often than not. We get there. Often the bad actors have fled, and now we're left to kind of pick up the pieces, gather what evidence is available. We'll do those typical things, knock on doors, try to talk to witnesses. We'll do um, a canvas for private video, right? We're going to continue to do all those things, um, but now the only difference is that police officer, when, when the police officer's done their initial on-scene investigation, they're going to return to the police station, and as part of every investigation, they're going to go to a, a public cameras, and they're going to say, they're going to see, was any part of this incident caught on video? Now, chances are with just 48 across the city, probably not. We'd have to be lucky, right? Yep. But it's often the case that you get a vehicle or a suspect going towards the scene before it happens or fleeing after it occurs. And that type of lead is gold to a police officer as an investigator. And I, like I said, I've seen it pay dividends in homicide investigations. Like, it, it was the only lead of which everything else followed and a successful arrest was made. And I've seen it play out in many times in what you might consider low-level violations, things like hit and run. Hit and run's a low-level violation until you're the victim of it. And I can tell you, that's a hard crime to solve. Uh, often the victim doesn't get the plate number of the offending vehicle, and they're left to deal with their own injuries, pay for it, pay the deductible out of pocket. And there's, and there's a lot of people that just simply can't afford to do that. So um, you know, having that lead, capturing that on, on video is just it's really gold to an investigator. It makes a huge difference. Um, I'd say that's 90% of what this program is about. The other 10% is the real-time monitoring. Again, I'll speak to a misconception. There's 48 um, cameras, but um, there's not going to be 48 monitors with, with my staff waiting with bated breath looking at them. Um, there'll be five or six monitors in the dispatch room. Um, our, our, our dispatchers and some select personnel will have the ability to, to uh, swap out the view on, the, on those video monitors. But it might very well be the case from time to time that a police officer is dispatched to a scene that we happen to have a camera. So what our people will do in that case is they'll, they'll bring up the footage of it live, and now we'll have a police officer that's responding, and they might otherwise have no information whatsoever, but now our staff member is seeing it in real time, and they can communicate in real time over the radio what this officer is, is, is walking into. Does one of the suspects have a weapon? If so, what does that suspect look like? What are they wearing? Uh, again, it, it can really play a huge, uh, 
it's really a huge benefit to a responding officer. But that's just part of, of what we do. And eventually, I will say, it gets to the point of being a deterrence and prevention. Think, think from the perspective of you're a, a criminal that, that has you know, thought something out and, you, and you're going to preemptively commit a crime. If you know you work in a community that has this, this type of technology and you know that you're going to get captured on a video going to the scene or leaving the scene, chances are you're going to do it somewhere else. So I will say, you know, hats off to what the Lawrence Police Chief is doing there because I can tell you they are solving everything. Right. And if they're not solving everything, they far exceed national averages in every solvability, solvability category. So um, we're already doing great things here in Methuen, but this is just the next piece. This is how technology can really help us. So I'm really excited about the program. I want to, as I said, thank you to you, Mayor, but I also want to say thank you to the, to the City Council who voted yes for your program. And, um, and finally, but most notably, I want to say thank you to the taxpayers of the city because they're footing the bill. And I, and I hope and, and I truly believe at the end of the day they're going to they're gonna see the benefit of this and, um, and, and, and hopefully they'll, they'll say, give us more. Thank you. So thank you, Chief, and thank you, John. Uh, but before we transition to the second part of the show, which is going to cause a short break, what's the status of the project right now, Lewis? Good question, Mayor. Um, the, the, when the project was approved in February, you know, it was time to start uh, the building of the network for the camera. You know, we, we, we um, the city in Lantel, you know, thought that this project, we're going we're gonna to be able to span. So to build that network, it was a little bit complex, but I'm happy to say that right now you should start seeing some blue boxes already in post. So as we speak, there, there's people installing cameras already. Yeah, don't say any locations. No, never. <laughs> the chief and I swear that. So I appreciate you guys coming. And I want to just say before we switch to the trash part of the program, um, just a reminder that the chief and John will be at various neighborhood gatherings across the city. They're going to be in a slide that I'm going to run by you in a couple of minutes. That we've got, uh, we did one last night at the Arlington neighborhood, as the chief uh, indicated. And I thought that went really well. Um, We've got four more scheduled, but we're also willing to come out to your neighborhood. So if you're interested, there's going to be a number at the end of the program to reach out to Jordan O'Mandy at the mayor's office and schedule your neighborhood because these camera programs are part of the mayor's strategy to bring the neighborhoods back together. Right? I know the chief supports that as well. We, we've got to talk about all the things that we can do. Um, and to be honest, with you, the, to me, the trash is part of that too. So how do we make Bethune look a little bit better? So we're going to transition. I'm going to excuse you, gentlemen. You can get up and leave, not you, Louis. And Pat, Thank you, Mayor. Get Thank you come Mr. up here and, and, and walk Thanks, in. So we'll take a brief break. Did you know not everything with the recycling symbol can be placed into your recycling bin? Common items such as plastic bags and pizza boxes are not accepted and could actually be costing the city money if these items are left for curbside pickup. For information on what can and cannot be recycled through Methuen's curbside recycling collection, visit RecycleSmartMA.org. And remember, when in doubt, throw it out. So welcome back. We took a brief break there uh, to transition for um, the second half of our program, which is related to the, the new trash and recycling initiatives in the city. Um, and I want to thank Methuen Community Studios. William, we've got some uh, examples of the 95-gallon a recycle cart right behind uh, Luis Santiago, and next to him is the 64-gallon trash cart. I think they're a little bit bigger than people would think. And then next to that is the 35-gallon trash cart that seniors will be able to get, or anybody who thinks that the, the 64, the 95 is too big for them, can get the smaller 35-gallon uh, bit, right? Um, and we're going to talk about all that. So let's go to the slides, if we could, without any delay. 
So um, we've showed this before. Joe Cosgrove showed this when he was on. I'm not gonna, so our tonnage in trash has gone through the roof. Um, we also did um, a survey a little bit over a year ago of all the residents of the city, and then we did four public hearings. That's truth, no matter what you read on social media, uh, to get inputs from people on what we wanted to do. Um, one of the more common things we heard was people would love to do weekly recycling, but I, I think, you know, cost-wise, we've got to prove we can recycle because you're going to see in the next couple of charts we're one of the worst recyclers comparatively in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Next chart. So this is the cost. And so for those of you thinking, why am I going to have to pay for bulk? I'm not paying for it now. You are paying for it. Uh, you should know that there's a $542,000 check sitting on my desk that goes to JRM um, because their last two weeks in the city were spectacularly unimpressive. Um, so I want them to call me before I give them the check. Um, but the trash has gone up over 53%, and that doesn't include last year, and recycles up over 155%, right? Uh, now, the one bright side is on recycle, there's the opportunity to get costs back. Uh, and so that's one of the things that we're, we're going to be talking about. Next chart. So uh, I won't spend much. We are one of the highest trash tonnage cities, comparatively speaking, and before you say, well, you know, those aren't good compared, you've got Brookline and Arlington, which are much bigger cities than Methuen, that are doing a much better job. You see them down in the, the green section of the scale. Um, and so if large cities like that can do it, Methuen can do it. We have lots of, and, and so I'm going to address the elephant in the room. So the transition week for July 4th was a perfect storm. We had a transition from a contractor who um, did not go to the door quietly, let me put it that way. We had a new contractor coming in uh, who, despite the fact they've been here before, it's not the same people driving the trucks. So they had to relearn the routes. They come to neighborhoods at different times. Uh, if you're one of those people that, you know, you wait for the truck to be on the street and put your trash out, uh, your time probably changed. Um, so we had a lot of missed trash pickups that first week. I'm pleased to say that a lot of that has improved over the last several weeks, and I see it improving uh, even going forward, right? The, the, performance has been better the last two weeks. That, now, that doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes or they're not going to, because the other part of the perfect storm is um, a lot of the residents, and I'll be quite frank, uh, overreacted to the trash contract talk um, and thought that we were going to go to these dumpsters like immediately in July. It doesn't happen until October. Um, and so we, we, you know, I've got some pictures that were provided to me of record amounts of bulk that were put out. Uh, in fact, you know, we've got a picture of one place that had uh, eight storm windows and five storm doors. And to be frank with you, we've never picked that up. That's construction debris. The city does not pick that up, right? So um, I think part of what we're doing here is we've got we've to make sure we understand the program. We've got to address the, the problems as they happen. Um, and we've got to make sure it's done in a non-emotional way. Right, because a lot of the emails I received was, if I, my trash isn't picked up, I'm going to the press, right? And so uh, I get the frustration, but you know, let, let's. There's a proper way to do it. It's not to go to social media. It's go to see, click, fix, and report it there. Um, and you know, we've got uh, Matt from Harvey, uh, who's typically at these sessions. He couldn't be here today, but he's. Uh, we've got him a user ID and see, click, fix. So he's seeing all the trash-related comments, right, and addressing them. All right, next, next chart, please. So um, recycling, we're near the bottom when we compare to, right? And we've got some neighborhoods. So we've had a, a college intern doing a study. 
We've got some neighborhoods that do less than 17% recycling, right? And, and so that's a tremendous opportunity for us. And even with my kids, I'm talking to them about cans and paper plates and things that could be recycled, right? And so we've done a lot of work to try to help the, the population. Next chart. So this is a timeline. I hope you can see it. So we did, like I said, we did Man Inc. last night, and we got invited to do it again um, towards the end of September. So I was thrilled at that. We had a good crowd. I'd say about 35 people. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing it at Man's Orchard, August 3rd at 10 a.m. Come and ask your questions. Uh, we're doing it um, then the week of August 8th. The first postcard will go out to every resident in the city talking about some of the changes that are happening. The first set of postcards. Then we're going to do another informational briefing, along with the camera programs, by the way. So the chief and uh, John Grennan and uh, Luis will also be there at these sessions. So we're doing the Irish Cottage August 8th at 5 p.m. And then, next chart. Um, then we've got the uh, Methuen Community Connection, which is the mayor's newsletter, will go out. This one will be entirely dedicated to um, the changes in trash and talking about all the options that you're going to see here. So the postcards, the newsletter, and by the way, the newsletter is typically uh, four pages in English and two pages in Spanish. This edition will be three and three, right, because it's that important. Um, and it'll talk about all the changes and how to address issues that you may find. Then uh, we've got the Senior Center August 15th uh, at, at 12.30. We've got a new one that we added. The VFW is August 15th. I can't see the time from here, but it's later on in the day, I think 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Uh, so we're inviting the public to come to these sessions, listen to the dialogue, ask your questions. The best part of the session last night when we were in the neighborhood was the discussion, the questions. They asked great questions, right? Then another postcard goes out the week of August uh, 11th, right? And then next slide. So then the cart delivery happens in September. So the cart's behind Lewis here. I don't know if you can get those on screen. Um, that, right? So those are not the ones we'll be getting. Ours will be gray with a blue top for the recycle. So that big blue and green one will be gray with a blue top. And that blue one will be uh, all gray right, for the lid. Um, and those will be delivered right around September 12th. They will be delivered by another company, not by DPW. If you get them and you're a senior or somebody who wants one of the 35-gallon carts, uh, we're going to give you a special number to call that you can call and say, hey, I want to swap out my carts. I need a smaller one. This is too unyieldy for me. Then the last one's going to be a postcard about recycling and bulk items on September 25th. Um, and then the new trash recycling program starts October 3rd. Now, the one thing that's not on the timeline yet is we're working with our, our trash and recycling committee because we want them to help us get into the schools and educate fourth and fifth graders in Methuen Public Schools on the need to recycle. So... Um, a lot of this is not fire and forget information. It's important stuff, but you're going to hear it over and over again. And most of the information that you're going to need, we're working very hard to put on our website. So, Luis, if you could take folks through the website and kind of show them what the website looks like. Um, sure, Mayor. Um, the, main, the main City of Methuen website, um, the, URL, the URL is cityofmethuen.net. Um, this will take you to the homepage of the city website. Those blue buttons you see on the bottom are... Um, shortcuts for our most used uh, links, and that's where you're going to see the recycle and trash services. The mayor is going to talk more on what on what it has, but if you click on it, this is where you're going to get all the information re related to 
to the trash. So this website will be constantly updated just because we're adding more information to it. There you're going to see the link, um, uh, just any links that comes related to, to recycle. The mayor will right. talk about it. In the same homepage, you see the, the, the button for click fix where you're going to report an issue. If you click on that option, it gives you what do you want to report. We have made it easier for people to to report any concerns as now they can be able to do it as a guest, but this is where the links are. And if you want to go directly to the recycle um, link where you're going to see all the information, you could go to cityofmethuen.net forward slash recycle, and that will take you to this page where you're going to see updates everywhere. So if you want to book up, bookmark a page, it will be cityofmethuen.net forward slash recycle. Right. So I think, you know, one of the things that uh, I want to talk about before I bring Pat in here is um, one of the neat features that I've seen is, a, is part of this page is Recyclopedia. Um, and no pun intended, it's actually a feature that allows you in English or Spanish to type in an, an item and see if it's actually recyclable. And I don't know if you can see that on your home screen, but if you type in clothing, it's going to tell you that um, clothing is no longer recyclable, right? But we're working hard to provide you low and no cost options um, so that you, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. So uh, I've lost a significant amount of weight, so a lot of my clothes don't fit. Um, I got an email from Big Brother Big Sister last week, and I said, yeah, I got two tubs of clothing that I can give you that's softly worn in good condition. Um, and I put it out yesterday, scheduled with them, and they picked it up no cost, right? And there are others that do that. Um, you know, uh, We're going to give you a bunch of these sites, and not just for clothing. Right? We're working to create a list for tires, for scrap metal, for whatever. Right? So that's one part. Uh, the second part is, <laughs> is there's a tire right there. Right? And hopefully it says it's not recyclable. Mm -hmm. right? Unless you're in New Hampshire where they're still burning them. So probably the best part of the meeting at City Council was there was a young lady got up and she said, I took my tires to, and I can't remember the tire store in Salem. Fair tire, maybe? Right over by Target. Yeah. And, and she... she Sold them to them for three fifty. Yeah. Right? They took them for three fifty, and I said, "Whoa, you know, uh, they're probably still burning them in a pile, right?" Nice. Um, but um, you know, I want to give Pat a chance to talk about uh, the bulk. So part of what we're changing is we're going to give a lot more information related to recycling, what can be recycled, what can't. Uh, what we don't want to have happen is you put trash into your recycle bin, because if you do that, um, then it won't get picked up. It'll get stickered, and then there'll be uh, anxiety related to it not getting. So we've got to pay closer attention to what's recyclable uh, than we have been. And, and that's you know one of the premises here. Uh, now, people would say, we don't have to do, uh, if not now, when? Right? Because we've put this off for quite some time. And, and I'll be honest with you, I drove, I went to my hand therapist today. I drove back to Wilmington, Tewksbury. It was their pickup day. Uh, I see most houses with two, two, a green and a blue, a green and a blue, a green and a blue, right? And it looks, it looks far more neat, for lack of a better sure. term, right? So, Pat, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the bulk and. Sure. So one of the one of the big changes in the program right now, our residents enjoy um, the ability to put out one bulk item per week, and that gets picked up in the trash, and um, you know that presents a, a problem. You know that's that's bulk weight. That ends up in the in the waste stream that we ultimately pay for uh, through taxes. In the new program, they'll still be able to put out a bulk item. They're going to um, have three options for their bulk items now. The first option will be to contact 
E.L. Harvey directly, and through our website, they'll be able to get the number for that. Uh, they'll be getting some information in the mail that'll have their number. Um, they'll call Harvey directly, and Harvey will schedule an appointment with them to come pick up that bulk item. Um, there's a fee for that, and they'll work that fee out directly with Harvey. They'll pay Harvey directly for that service. The second option would be that they would call the city DPW office and schedule an appointment, an appointment for us. Um, right now, we're saying um, it's probably going to be less frequent than what Harvey's able to do. And Mayor, just I have no way of knowing what the volume of, of bulk item uh, requests, pickup requests, will be. Um, I, I, um, I predict that we get. You six use July fourth. It'll be a lot, right? Right. So, I know. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm guessing that as we get comfortable with the program, as we get six months in, I'll be able to schedule regular pickups. So it'll be every other Friday or something right. like that so people can sort of plan ahead about, you know, how they get their bulk items picked up. So they'll be able to, the second option will be to call DPW and have that item picked up by the DPW uh, department. It'll be a, uh, a less uh, expensive than it would be to have Harvey pick it up sooner. And then the third option uh, will be what uh, the luxury we've always had is the transfer station on Huntington Avenue. Um, over by the loop off of Howe Street. They can bring it there. They'll have to purchase a sticker. Anybody who uses, uh, you must be a, a Methuen resident, anybody that uses the transfer station has to purchase a sticker, and it's a separate fee for a car versus a truck or commercial. And uh, you can simply you know, you know, pay that fee and then uh, purchase the sticker and then pay the fee at the transfer station. So you'll have those three options. Right. So, so one of the common misnomers is uh, that why do I have to pay for it when I'm not paying for it today? Right. But they really are paying for it today. We are paying right? for so it. So it's in the tipping fees. So I, I talked earlier about the check that's sitting on my desk for JRM. And uh, we had an overage, as we've had the last three years, to my knowledge, right. Right? where because of the bulk that we're throwing away, it, it, it increases the price. So when residents think they're not getting charged, they are. right? It's impacting all of us. right? And so uh, I think you know the plan that has been developed, that Pat and the team has developed, says if you want immediate disposal, there's a price for Harvey. And yep, some people complain about those prices, so you don't have to do that. You can call DPW and schedule a pickup, or you can bring it to the landfill station if you're a Methuen resident. And those are three viable options, um, and they go in cost-degrading volume, right? So uh, the Harvey pickup happens quicker, but it's the most expensive. Uh, the DPW pickup will be scheduled, but it's less expensive than Harvey. And then last but not least is the transfer station, which is at your beck and call, right? And so um, I appreciate you going through that because, you know, one of the more common questions I get is, I'm not paying for it today. Why do I pay for it tomorrow? But you are, right? And so if you go back to those first two charts where we talked about the trash cost, um, it's one of the biggest things. People say, oh, it's salaries. It's not. It's things like this that are impacting your your tax rate. And by, by the way, that chart right there, great job, MCS. That tells you um, that this is impacting your tax rate, right? Although I will say, I'll take the opportunity to say, Methuen still has a very, very, very good tax rate, especially when compared to surrounding communities, right? And that's fact. That's not fiction, right? At 1305 per thousand, uh, we're still one of the best tax rates in, in the Merrimack Valley, if not, you know, um, in close um, Massachusetts combine. So, and there's the cost right there. So, so I want to go back um, and come back to, uh, we've got some slides at the end, and I apologize, I probably threw MCS out of loop here. Yeah, so those are what the carts will actually look like. They won't look like the ones here. Um, I want to talk for a minute about overflow bag. 
So when you get the carts the week of September 12th, you're going to get a welcome packet that uh, reinforces all the information that we've been sending, we'll be sending through the mail, it'll be in the newsletter, uh, that's in the postcards, um, all that stuff that's in the neighborhood gatherings will be reinforced here about what can go in each. And please, don't put your trash in the recycle bin, right? Um, can you get an additional cart? You can. Is there a cost for additional cart? There is. It's $100 per year for the all gray one, right? Um, but we're going to talk about that at city council. You know, a lot of that's up to city council, so that will be discussed. I believe uh, one of the councils told me it's going to be discussed Monday night, uh, so watch the council meeting. Additionally, overflow bags are, are available because we don't expect the transition. I'll say, you know, I've been hounding my kids. I got four uh, 20 to 30-somethings that live with me, and, you know, they throw a can in the trash, and I say, rinse it out, put it in the recycle, right? And so um, while I consider myself a good recycler, uh, there are even things that we as a family could do better, right? And the other thing I'll, I'll bring up here is when you look at um, trash in Methuen, a lot of it's related to stuff that really could be composted, so food trash, right? So there's other options there that we're looking at. Um, you know, I saw, and I don't want to bring it, the city of Boston has this beautiful uh, lime green cart that's mm. just composting material right. that, that the contractor picks up. So would I ideally love to get there? Yes. Would I love to get there weekly recycle? Yes. But we've got to prove we can first. So um, the overflow bags, when you get your carts September 12th, you're going to get some overflow bags to start with from the city. And those overflow bags are to be used for trash only, not for recycles. And that will be in there. Um, but as you transition, um, you will be able to use the 64-gallon cart plus the overflow bags uh, that we give you. And then overflow bags will be available at City Hall. Uh, we're going to try to make them available at the Senior Center, at Devon's Library. We're going to have them available at vendors. We're working with vendors right now. I can't give you, you know, where, but we're like working with Market Basket on Haverhill Street and on Pleasant Valley Street because those are epicenters that are open like seven days a week. Uh, so that if you find out you need an overflow bag on a Sunday, you've got a place to go and get it, right? And those overflow bags would be uh, five of them for $10. That compares favorably to other communities. And you don't have to go look at Drake it. It's uh, $4 a bag, so five for 20 You look at Lowell, it's five for 15 right? So we've priced right in the middle of uh, what everybody's, because there's a cost to the city for the bags as well, right? But those overflow bags are available. You can get more of them if you need them, um, or you can opt for an additional cart, right? Uh, we would love to see you work with the program to start and try to use the overflow bags because, um, you know, once you start doing the additional cart, um, now, if you're a family of 10, are you going to need an additional cart? Probably, right? And will there be certain instances where, uh, you know, the financials associated with the family require us uh, not to extract the 100? Absolutely. And we're setting up for all of that. And so, Luis, I don't know if you, there's actually going to be a spot on the website where you apply for um, an extra cart, right? And you could buy the extra cart, and somebody from the city, from the mayor's office, will call you back and talk to you about, you know, um, you know household income, and et cetera, et cetera, and so that we, we aren't so burdensome to you, right? Okay, I want to go to the charts that are at the end, if I could. I know this sticks. Yeah, so keep going. I'm gonna, yeah, if you have any questions on when you, whether you receive cards, you're going to call Joe Cosgrove. 
So this is an important point. Um, he was one of the more popular guys at the end of the thing at Man Inc. last night because a uh, more common question was, hey, I live in a three tenement. Am I going to get three? And the answer is yes, as long as the city knows there's three, right? And so, um, you know, each apartment gets one and one. One 64-gallon uh, trash, one 95-gallon recycle, right? Um, but Joe is going to be at all these neighborhood gatherings, but if you don't want to wait, email Joe or call Joe and say, hey, I want to see, you know, if you're a single residence, chances are very high that you're on there. But if you're a, uh, a three or four family residence, you might want to call Joe and just make sure we've got them all on there. And that's just, so he was busy at the end last night. Next chart. Um, so we are thrilled. So I gave you on the timeline, we're doing, uh, we did Manning last night. We're going back to Manning uh, at the end of September, I think. Um, we've got several scheduled, August 3rd, August 8th, August 15th, two of them. But we don't want you to be sitting out there saying, well, you know, I can't get to any of those. If you've got, um, if you've got a neighborhood gathering or a neighborhood group, right, so I'll be going around with the chief for uh, National Night Out next week, August 2nd. Call the mayor's office, call Jordan Omandia direct at 978-983-8506 and schedule a neighborhood uh, gathering with him. And Pat, Luis, and I, the chief, and John Grenham will come and give you the briefing we gave you here today, but you'll get to ask your questions live because the true benefit is, you know, getting the questions live and answering them because people ask great questions. Uh, a resident asked last night, what if I recycle and my neighbor doesn't recycle? And I said, well, the problem with that is the neighbor's going to get stickered Right? So the trash will get stickered and the trash won't be picked up. And that's going to cause consternation and angst for everybody. Right? So we firmly believe, I want to dispel the, the, the mayor, one of the recurring themes on social media is the mayor's making money off this trash program. I'm not making a nickel off this. This is nothing. I believe this is the best thing for the city of Methuen. Uh, Pat and I agree on that. This is a step forward we probably should have taken years ago. Um, you know, we're down to 13 landfills in the state. Sooner or later, trash is going to become a huge problem. And we're going to be out in front of this, uh, even though we're just switching to it now. And you don't have to think, drive around Tewksbury, drive around Wilmington, um, you know, drive around Middleton. Look at those sites, right? Um, they're all doing this, right? It, it can work. And, and much like the camera program, we're excited. So this is part of reinvigorating the neighborhoods, because I can go back to the cameras. Um, you know. The cameras are going to help us with the illegal dumping because the mayor has low tolerances, you know, for people dumping stuff on, right, even though almost every day I get like a Dunkin' Donuts and a Burger King bag on my lawn. Uh, I don't know if they know it's the mayor's house, but I had cameras installed too, so uh, pretty soon I'll be chasing people down the street. But, uh -oh. um, yeah, or I'll uh -oh. call Pat and say, hey, get that guy. Um, I guess my point to you is we want to make Bethune look better, right? We had people last night say, hey, can we get our streets? Absolutely. Right, um, we we are working hard to make it look better, so that people are proud of the community they live in, and a big part of that is reinvigorating these neighborhood uh, associations, if you will. And the camera program and the trash program are two important parts of that. So I'm going to turn it back to you guys. Uh, I'm almost out of air. Anything, Lewis, you want to add? Well, just to remind people, um, the URL for any information for the recycle is cityofmethuen.net forward slash recycle. Right. And we do have the information available, um, hard copy, if you're, if you're one of the people that doesn't go to the, the website. We will bring it to the live sessions. So that was one of the suggestions last night. 
and we thought that was a good one. So we're going to bring some, some actual paper documentation, even though I hate to make all the paper. We're going to bring some paper so that people understand if they're not going to the website. Pat, anything from you? I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that we have a transfer station. We found uh, over the last year that a lot of residents don't even realize that there is one. Right. So I encourage them to look on the website. And you know, special thanks to Lewis in all of this because he's been um, just unbelievable with the website. Because I don't see this going nearly as well without all the changes and all the things right. we can do on the website. So Good. thanks to Lewis for that. But they can go on the website and look at the transfer station information there and then visit the site if they want. Yeah. Uh, it's a tremendous asset, a luxury for us here in Methuen, and uh, hopefully people get a, a chance to use that in the yeah. next uh, few years. Yeah, and, and so I, wanna, I appreciate that, Pat. I want to go back and just say, finish up by saying, um, look, I'm not going to sit here as your mayor and tell you, are we going to have missed trash pickups? You betcha. I, I don't care how good the, the hauler is. We're going to occasionally make mistakes. That's going to happen. Um, but the right way to address that is to go to cityofmethuen.net and use the C-Click-Fix app. It, it allows you to pinpoint your address and tell them what's happening. Um, I will tell you uh, that after the first week, which was like a horror show for all of us, um, the, the new contractor has been a willing partner. And every time there's been a blip on the radar, they, they've jumped right in, right? And so. I look forward to a long-term partnership with these guys uh, on improving the trash you know, look in the whole city and how we look and how we dispose of trash. Um, and I need you to work with me. So I'm asking you, when the program starts, come to one of these gatherings or call the mayor's office and schedule your own neighborhood gathering and ask us the questions. Ask us the tough questions, right? Um, because you know the cost of the carts is included in the uh, contractual program, but the residents don't pay anything over and above that for the carts, unless you want an additional cart, right? The same thing is true with the bags. We're going to give you a few to start with the week of September 12th. They can only be used for trash. I'm going to say it again. And then they're going to be available at retailers at city locations all across the city. We'll give you a map. Um, $5 for, excuse me, $10 for five bags, a roll of five, so $2 a bag. Um, and we do have the data that we can show city council or you that shows how do we arrive at $2, right? Uh, we looked at neighboring communities. Like I said, Drake charges $4 a bag, five for 20. So we know there's gonna be a transition. We're looking for your questions. We're looking for your participation. We're looking for the path to make Methuen better looking uh, from a trash program. And we thank everybody for their patience um, and look forward to working this with you. So on behalf of my guest, Luis Santiago, the CIO, and Pat Bauer, the DPW director. We say thank you to Methuen Community Studios for your hard work today, and hope to see you at one of these neighborhood gatherings. Uh, in the meantime, take care and God bless.